can I create my destiny or should I be creating my destiny or is life really all about acceptance? Hey guys, he's Matt. And she's Molly. Welcome to the Out of Control Podcast. Where we give you permission to live live an out out of control control life. life. That's not always easy. And that's why there's lots to talk about. All right, we're back. This is Molly. Hello. And I'm Matthew. Yes, you are. Yeah. Um, And we are here for podcast number two to talk about this interesting concept. And we think it relates to out of controlness. But before we get into that, we like to just gradually drip little bits of information about us so you can get to know us as we go along. So as you follow along, you'll gradually get to know us a little better. So we're going to start with something interesting. And last week, Molly... I was not prepared. Was not prepared. I did not understand the assignment. <laughs> yes. So this week, though, you do have something interesting about yourself, and that is, I think I know what you're going to say. What? Yes. Does it have to do with... Yeah. Oh, I got it. Okay. Because you saw me counting on me. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? So what's interesting about you? So I don't know if this is fat interesting fact, but it's a fact. Okay. Growing up, I hated running. Mm-hmm. long distance running. Mm-hmm. I saw my mom do it and my sisters dabbled in it and I thought they were crazy. I did not understand people who said it was fun. Mm-hmm. It looked torturous and I joked that I would only run to save my life. Mm-hmm. Now in elementary school, I did do track and field and I was a sprinter and so I did like the 50 yard dash and the 100 yard dash. It was called that back then mm-hmm. and they had the 50. Now, I don't think 50 meter races exist in track and field oh i guess it uh, yeah i guess they I think don't. 100 they meter. hurdle oh, 150 meter hurdle i don't know yeah. 100 meters is the only yeah it's, it's true. the shortest yeah. distance anyways 40 yard dash exists in football but i guess they don't do it in track and field okay anyways keep so going. i was i was competing in the 50 yard dash and i just happened to have a broken thumb so i had a cast on my part of my arm okay and i ran in white leather keds <laughs> Because my dad refused to spend money and buy me real, like, running shoes. Because he he shoes. didn't really believe you were that serious about it. Well, no, because, I mean, I really wasn't. I didn't go on to do it in middle school or yeah. high school. I should have. But you actually... I came in second place, so I blamed my, my dad. Oh. If I had had better shoes, I would have... Scott, <laughs> can't believe you. And then in my, in, in my adult years, I actually went on a girl's trip to uh-huh. cheer my girlfriends on. Because um, four of them were running a half marathon. And you thought they were crazy. I did, but yeah. I wanted to support them. Right. So I was really good at that. I think you even told me I could never do that. And I would never want to do that. Yeah. Until I did mm. want to, and I did do it. And so I've done eight half marathons and one full. Mm-hmm. I'm currently not running a whole lot right now, but... Mm-hmm. So I've learned never to say never. Yeah. Just about anything. Yeah. You're, you're quite amazing on that. So I've run, um, let me think how many, mar- I've, no, I haven't run any marathons. So, <laughs> um, but it's not for lack of trying to get you to run with me. Yes. You, you have tried, but, uh, I, I, I'm in your previous camp, so I have not chosen. Um, my interesting thing for today is that I'm in a robe, uh, because my wife likes the house really cold. Hey, and it's it, at 72 degrees right now. Oh, wow. That's warm. Wow. That is warm. Yeah, it's practically a furnace in this house. Yes, Uh, but I got a robe for Valentine's Day, so I'm I'm living it up. I'm dressed underneath. I mean, I was up at 
five o'clock this morning, but I have a robe on too. You have a robe on too. Cause, Cause it's winter outside. It is wintry outside at the point that we're recording this. Okay. So hopefully you like these little dabs and drips of our personalities and uh, just expanding on some of the things that we do as a family. So we have a, a little resource for your homeschooling called Pure Genius Academy. And so if you go to puregeniusacademy.com, uh, Molly has a course she built with a friend on how to homeschool. How to get started. Yeah. We'll probably talk about homeschooling a little bit here. Um, this is more of like a lifestyle podcast. Yeah, I don't think we'll dive too deep into homeschooling. It's not like a how-to podcast. It's more just like a how-to-live-life podcast. And And that's been a part of our life, but... Yeah. I don't think we'll go. So if you want to know about that stuff, then then you can learn from Molly all about how to get started in homeschooling. Um, and uh, I work with individuals and help them to grow their businesses and build online educational platforms. So uh, we'll... You actually helped build, I actually build that. Pure Genius pure Playbook. Pure Genius Playbook, yeah. Although it's really a simple, like that was a quick and easy one, not, not near as complicated as some of the other stuff we do, but... You guys did a good job on that, though. It's got a lot of good, valuable information. We got a lot of good, a lot of good feedback. So, so it, that's who's sponsoring this podcast today. It's Pure Genius <laughs> Academy. If you guys want to go check it out, but what? Uh, so, so um, as we're talking about this, I think the the one of the conversations that I think is really interesting and has been a part of my journey is this question. When I grew up, I grew up with a um, pretty big focus on goal orientation like a goal one the religious structure i grew up in was very sort of goal oriented like get to the get to heaven so mm -hmm. to speak um it was uh, and goal driven and there was value in that like and i saw impact with being goal driven i studied a lot of goal setting programs guys like brian tracy and other things like that so being goal oriented led me into believing that i am you know, I'm the creator of my destiny, that I can go and make something happen with my life, right? And that's that's a good thing. I, I just grew up very differently than you. Yeah, I mean, well, well, interestingly, your parents were sort of a little bit more accepting. They were, but I also feel like the message I got was make life as easy as possible. Yeah. Um, and But sometimes that's in the name of foregoing challenging things that could actually right. be really good for you yeah yeah so um we're gonna try to be careful about what we say about our parents we actually both very much uh, love our parents we're grateful for, sure. for them and, and so I'm, we don't i know one day them. my kids will talk about how all the ways we messed up <laughs> yeah so no parents I, are perfect we honor everyone's humanness and there's yeah. there's no blame this is just and at the end of the day we we have really really good parents compared to some of the challenges that people oh, yeah. face with growing up with yeah. their parents. So we, we feel really, really lucky on that. Um, although that we also recognize some things that we wish might've been differently or are trying to do differently in the way we parent. So, yeah. uh, and that's kind of what this whole point of this discussion is. So, so with, for you, would you, would you say though, with being a type A personality that you have been goal oriented more so in your life? Yes, but in a way that I made sure I succeeded. Mm. Interesting. Same so more. just, I didn't do anything I didn't think I could do. Okay. So I, I feel like I've missed out on like learning and growing opportunities and maybe expanding um, talents and stuff like that in the name of I wanted to do it perfectly. Mm. 
And it wasn't even like a challenge against someone else. It was just, I had to outperform myself. Mm -hmm. So goal oriented as long as you felt like you could reach the goal. Yeah. So that's why you married me. Cause I was a low enough bar. You were <laughs> like, yeah, I can, I can get, I can get that. Is that what happened? No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I was a catch back then with my, with my fisherman hat, my extra long shoelaces and boots and my Harley Davidson jacket. Yeah, I mean, you were, I was quite the catch. Total catch. Yeah. I think you set your bar low. <laughs> um, <laughs> proof, <laughs> proof. Uh, anyway, so, so looking at this, um, th this led me to a life where I was very achievement driven. I've been an achiever most of my life and tried to really, you know, go out and accomplish things. And, and I have, and I have, I've accomplished some really cool things and I failed at some things. Right. Mm -hmm. And failure for me is as hard as it is with anybody. I think I don't want to pretend like I don't face the challenge of failure. It definitely feels that. But, but if, if, but it's never made you like give up or stop trying. No, I mean, I've definitely had some times where, I mean, as you've seen, you've sat with me in sort of situational depression times where I've, you know, had trouble kind of getting my orientation again and figuring out where I'm going next and, and whatnot. But actually that's what's led to this next conversation. And so one of, one of my failures in business led me to some, a lot of reflection and, um, and just some other just questionings of, of what spirituality is and, and all that. And it was, the, and it led me to a journey of, of really trying to understand the world of acceptance and surrendering. And as I studied a little bit more, as I moved up mostly with, I was born mostly with like Christian models. And then as I moved later in life, I started to learn more Eastern philosophy models of spirituality. And, and a lot of what that is, is like sitting in things and accepting what is and surrendering. There's where those kind of words start to show up. And so you, so what, what's been on my mind a lot has been the question of, is the goal in life to go out and achieve? Because there's, there's, it's kind of a cool creative process, right? And I believe if there is a connection to God, I don't know that I know exactly who or what God is, um, but it seems to be that there's a creative principle in God. There's an action of creation in him or her or it. And, and so maybe there's some of that in me. And so there's a desire to be creative. I mean, we are creating a podcast. We are. We are creating right now. right now, right? So so creation to me, I'm very connected to creation. Like if I think about principles in my life, creation is one, freedom is another, right? And and so for me, creativeness, creation has always been about figure out where you want to go and then go, go knock over walls to get there, right? Mm -hmm. And I think you've got some of that. I mean, when you decide I'm going to go run a race, like you go do it, you, mm -hmm. you make it happen. Uh, and, and when you want something done around the house, it's like, nothing's going to stop you from getting that done, yeah. right? I'll so, steamroll you. Steam, <laughs> she, she's a steamroller. <laughs> you ever heard that song by no. James Taylor? I'm oh. a steamroller baby. Oh, no. We can save that for another time. Okay, I won't sing like in one of our other <laughs> podcasts where the co-host sings. Um, it's <laughs> so the uh, in in this world of, of now starting to learn about acceptance, it brought me to this place of like, well, wait a second, though. 
if I'm just accepting everything, then I'm just, then I'm getting steamrolled. Then it's like, well, well, well then everybody can just roll all over me. Like, so what are your thoughts on, on acceptance? What does acceptance mean? What's the value of acceptance? Oh, sorry. The value of acceptance? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think there's value in accepting like where you are in life mm-hmm. at that moment. Um, you're, I think you're less likely to, I don't know. There's peace and acceptance where you're not constantly fighting for against whatever the circumstances you have are. I think there's a difference in acceptance and, and playing victim. Yeah. Acceptance to me feels empowering. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of where there's a crossroads where creation and surrendering meet. Mm-hmm. So back in our first episode, I shared about um, the story of how we ended up traveling full time. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's, that was a, a good picture of how we wanted, we were creating a home. We were building, we were creating this life that we had envisioned and were excited about. Mm-hmm. And then life started showing up differently in the universe. I felt like was nudging us that that's, there's more in this other journey mm-hmm. if you choose to take it. Now, I think we could have forced our hand and continue to build that house. We wouldn't be where we are today. Mm-hmm. So I think in the, in the middle of that creation pro- progress or process, we surrendered mm-hmm. to what was showing up mm-hmm. and, and started creating a different life and had different shifts. I don't know. That's, that's my take on. Yeah there's two things that popped up for me. One was like, when we think about acceptance, the opposite of acceptance is rejection, right? So Mm -hmm. it's like you can't accept and reject at the same time. No. And if you're living in a space of rejection of life, whatever it is, or if you're living not in acceptance, then you're almost by default living in rejection. I would, I would say that sounds accurate. And so if we're rejecting what is, then, then there was, there's a meditation that I was doing. So I do some weird things. Maybe we'll talk more about that later on. Um, I do some weird ways in which I try to like tap into some inner wisdom and I journal some of those things. And, and one of the messages that I kind of tapped into one day is that acceptance is the foundation of all creation. And, and I don't think that's like, you know, revolutionary wisdom. I think there's other great minds that have mentioned this before. Um, I think anytime, you know, like one of the things in business, when I'm talking to a business owner and we're trying to figure out where to go, like the first thing we do is figure out where you're at. Cause if you don't know, like any, if we don't look at reality of where you're at, like we can talk about all the things you can do, but if you're $150,000 in debt and you don't have a way to pay your bills, that business is not going to last very long. So we got to solve the problems that are on the table first to even move towards creating something bigger a lot of times. So, so there's, there's a natural sort of logical principle here that, that says that acceptance says I'm going to look at reality rather than reject, deny, you know, or, or go somewhere else with, with where reality is. But in our lives as well, it seems like that, that the acceptance gives us a foundation, gives us a, a place to build upon that's, that's solid and, and that can 
work towards something else. And so, so part of the first principle here when it comes to creation versus acceptance is, is the idea that acceptance is, is how creation can start effectively. Okay. So maybe we could have plowed ahead in building the other house. Mm-hmm. And, but maybe surrendering or accepting what is. So a little bit of what you were talking about, though, was also the idea that, that there was some sort of nudge. There was sort of maybe, an, maybe there was an awareness of a reality that, we, that wasn't just sitting on the surface. Clarify. Well, I'm just, I'm kind of exploring this with you. So the, so the acceptance is not rejection. That's the first thing we've mm-hmm. talked about, right? So I, I really wanted that house. Yeah. That's what I really wanted. I didn't ever think we would travel full time, mm-hmm. nor when that decision was presented before us, mm-hmm. felt 100% capable of of doing that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think when you surrender, um, and accept what starts being presented in your life, um, there's an openness. Mm-hmm. I think you create a space to even receive more than what you thought you wanted. Because we, I think we could have kept building the house and working through the issues that mm-hmm. showed up. But I also think our life would look very differently than it does now. What what you're almost alluding to is that sometimes the acceptance in, in in deep, maybe deep creation or it, cause it's not like either path was a, you know, was the right path, but there was something that seemed more in line with our, what we were supposed to do in the future with our life. Yes. I actually think it aligned more with our deepest values yeah so so we may so maybe sometimes when we're trying to create something we could create and we may be looking at all the realities we may look at our budget can we afford this can we get the mortgage da, 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 da. and that and we may say oh yeah i'm accepting what is i'm looking at all those things but are we sitting even deeper with who we are what we value what our family really values and i think that was that was kind of the beginning of that for our family yeah think it was big to to go to go into the unknown mm-hmm. to 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 surrender to for some reason this just doesn't feel right to move forward with this even though everything seemed to make sense like there wasn't a financial issue at that point there wasn't any reason to do mm-hmm. it now interestingly later there there became a financial issue that might have impacted if we had moved into that house, mm-hmm. possibly, maybe not, but, but possibly. Um, and so that's always been interesting yeah. to think about is that there was some forethought. There was basically some guidance that we feel like led to not to mention all the experiential journey that everything we went on for traveling for two and a half years in our RV yeah. And all the cool things that we saw and the experiences we learned. And, and those what have that... a lot of out of control moments. Yes. Yes. And fun stories. Yeah. We'll share sometime. So um, it also makes me think of, okay, where we are right now. We're currently in Utah. Mm-hmm. This doesn't feel like where I'm going to, we're going to be forever. For you. For me. Until I take you up to Sundance and take you skiing. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't feel like my forever home is here. Right. I've, I've pictured it differently. Right. 
And so that's, that's still in me. I want to create that vision and make it a reality. But at this point, I don't feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. And so I feel like I'm surrendering with, we're in Utah. It's great. Um, we live in a great house and our kids have friends and play sports and that feels right right now. Yeah. But I'm not giving up what I want one day. And and it's almost like the living in partnership with this essence, whether you want to call it God, the universe, your intuition, maybe it's something deep inside you or the inner wisdom. But like that almost brings more peace than the control, mm-hmm. than the than the certainty. Con- control in me means like you're forcing something. Yeah, than you trying to control something. Yeah. It's almost, yeah, maybe that's what it is, is like the idea that, that when I'm operating and my decision-making is sort of in, in conjunction and in alignment with some work or reflection that I've done along with maybe my spiritual side, then it feels like, okay, even if there is uncertainty, I know I'm supposed to be. Like, for instance, um, and I mentioned this in, I think, the first episode um, with my wife passing away, my first wife passing away. When I met Melissa and we were going to get married, I was like broke and I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. But I had a very, very non kind of sensory experience. It was, it was just, to me, it was what I'd call spiritual experience that, that let me know I was supposed to marry her. And then a month later, she's diagnosed with cancer. And even though I, I'm not, I don't think I would have backed out had I not had that experience, the fact that I had that just made it easier to move forward with the challenge. It was like, it was like there was this moment where you knew this was right, and now you're going to see why it was so important for you to have that moment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in life, those are really powerful. That one happened to be for some reason. Others of them are little nudges, but there seems to be sort of this like, either deja vu experience or just kind of this peaceful essence of what of the walk that happens when we're walking in the surrender. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that too? Yeah. Is that how you describe it too? So, so I think the first concept is that it's not surrender versus create. It's not, it's not complacency that we're talking about when we talk about acceptance. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not either or you can only have one yeah. and not the other. It's, but, but, but that, and and maybe we'll have a whole nother podcast on creation because I, in another sort of download that I did when I was really trying to understand what creation is, I think sometimes we think of it as, um, the doing and the, and the putting together. And I don't think that's exactly what it is. Um, and that allows even more for the stepping into acceptance and surrender in, in this journey. And so maybe I think as you're listening to us talk and you're going through your own journey and maybe you're trying to figure out what you should do or how you should make a decision, what is it that we do differently now or what do you do differently now as you're considering these things? Actually, let's rewind a little bit. Okay. Because I think we've got a little bit more time on the podcast. So. Let's, let me ask the question. So where did this whole thing come from for you? Where did, when did you start to consider these concepts of acceptance and surrender? Um, was there a book or was there a, someone or a, 
Yeah. I would just say really recently. Okay. I think look, now looking back over my life, I can see where I've, I've lived those concepts, but without knowing that I was doing that. So I would say um, definitely two books. Okay. Um, both by the same author, mm-hmm. Michael Singer. Yeah. We love those books. Yeah. Um, the Untethered Soul mm-hmm. and the Surrender Experiment. Experiment. Yes. Yeah. Really good reads. Yeah. Really, really good reads. And and the Surrender Experiment, I think you read that one first because it's kind of the story of his life. I had no idea who he was when I read Experiment, uh, the Untethered Soul. Untethered Soul, which is an amazing book in and of itself. But when you understand who he is, it sort of makes it easier and, and more credible, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his the Surrender Experiment paints a good picture of surrendering doesn't mean you just stop doing anything. Yeah. And life like just shows up for you. Meditate for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. But, but when opportunities show up, you can act. And yeah. I think that's where the creation process comes in. Yeah. Yeah. So it's and not like life just works itself out and you have to, you do nothing and you just sit around all day and chill. So, so is there magic in life? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I work with some people that are super logical and, and it's almost a challenge. And I think, you know, I think uh, there are those that are like, no, life's not magical. It's just all logical. And I think the reality is that when we get, when we get to the end of it all, the, the math will add up. I don't want to live a life without magic. I know. Uh, you'll have to share that as your next interesting point where you want, what do you want heaven to be like anyways? So, uh, so, so uh, for me, when I, when I look at, you know, what Michael Singer talks about, and he talks a lot about being the observer in life, which that'd be another great podcast to really dig into. And so as we're sitting and observing what is and the acceptings of, of it, that is sort of that, that for me, I found is my most creative nature. Well, I think it removes expectations. Okay. Of what should be. Mm-hmm. Which, what does that do for you? Well, it allows you to sit in the what is Mm -hmm. and to find beauty in that yeah yeah Uh, so i think what what, so what would you encourage someone who wants to go on this journey of trying to balance surrender and creation where would you tell them to go first read those books first read those books yeah they're definitely really powerful books to read in fact i've just introduced them to two other really close friends and i've got and they one guy just said this is changing our family which i thought was really cool and um you know, and I think there's other great books too. I've, I've been a, you know, many, many, many great books that I love and we'll probably reference books all throughout these podcasts that we like and, and enjoy, but those are great starts because they get you into a framework of knowing your deepest self. Mm-hmm. And when we know ourselves, then we know and are connected to that which we are most adept to creating. Yeah, I think I think there needs to be a level of um, trust within yourself. Yeah. For for you to be able to experience a life of surrendering. Yeah. And accepting and creating. Yeah. Which that is. Otherwise, a, you'll be second guessing everything yes. you do all yes. the time. Which I think that would be a great next podcast to talk about. Is the most important thing to teach your kids. What is the thing that if you left your kids with nothing else but this, that it would be the most important parenting principle that you can have to feel that you're not out of control with your kids or to accept that you can't control 
your kids. But if you give them yeah. this, this one thing, you, you will find out. At the now you want to know. So if you'd like to listen to more of Molly. Hey, I talked more this time. You did good. That was amazing. It's time to wrap up, but next week is going to be amazing. And if you like the podcast, take a moment to rate and review. And you can do that on iTunes by simply going on the podcast that you're listening to right now. That episode right below that is the out of control podcast title. Click on that and then scroll all the way down to the bottom where it'll say write a review. When you leave a review, we have a special gift we're going to give away to each week to one person with the funniest or best review. And once you leave a review, you're in the running for all future week's prizes.